It's just so good. Listen, God wants to bless you this morning. You have to know that God wants to bless you this morning. God wants to pour out a blessing that you can't contain. Some of you need to go home and you need to find that song on YouTube and you just need to put it on repeat for the rest of the day. And just keep playing it. You're going to mow your lawn, put in your earbuds and play the blessing until, until, you, just can't, until you just can't forget the words. Just believe it. Play it until you know it. You know, uh, we say this over and over again. Sometimes we sing a song because we know and we believe what it says. And sometimes we continue to sing the song over and over again until we believe what it says. And so if you don't already believe what that song says that God wants to bless you, go home and listen, it, listen to it until you do believe that God wants to bless you. Because God wants to bless you. God wants to bless you. He wants to pour out a blessing that you can't even contain, the Bible tells us. Glory to God. Glory to God. Well, I'm super excited to get start, to get um, to wrap up the Acts of Kindness series this morning. Uh, this is going to be a good. This is going to be a good message. But I'm I'm also excited about that next sermon series. I want to just highlight that again. I know Elizabeth highlighted it. Who you say I am? Who God says I am? Who does God say that I am? And I want to encourage you to to make sure you make next week's message. Next week's message is a message that God put on my heart. It's been on my heart for. I don't know, a decade. And so, you know, I'll let you in on a little secret. The way that my sermon prep works is I start thinking today about a sermon that I'm going to preach 10 years from now. And I just keep going over and over and over and over and over and over and over it again into my mind. And then all of a sudden it comes to the point where I'm like, okay, it's now, it's time. And so this is one of those messages. Sometimes I don't have that long. But this is one of those messages you don't, you do not want to miss next week. Amen? Amen. All right, let's wrap up acts of kindness. We need to just be kind. It's just that simple acts of kindness. Kindness means the quality of being friendly, generous, considerate, and helpful. And so this is what kindness means. That's the Webster's definition. We need to understand that God is kind. One of the things that we need to understand about kindness is that God is kind. Kindness is part of who God is. It's in his very nature to be kind. He is kind. And because he is kind, we should be kind. And we should imitate God's kindness. Following with me? If, if God is like that, we're called to be like that. The Bible tells us that, that when, when, when everything is revealed, we will see that we are like him. And so we should try and desire and we are being formed and, and shaped into the image and the likeness of God day by day. We're being transformed from glory to glory. Every day we become a little bit, as long as we're, as long as we're moving in the right direction, every day we become a little bit more like Jesus. Every day we come and become a little bit more like God. This should be our goal. God is kind. Let, let's, just, let's just look at this one statement for a minute, the fact that God is kind. Let's look at this for just a moment and see what it means that God is kind. Joel 2, it says this. It says, now therefore, this is, uh, you know, Joel, Joel is a warning. It's a prophetic warning. There's this army coming. And he says, now therefore, says the Lord, turn to me with your heart, with fasting and with weeping and with mourning. So rend your heart and not your garments. Return to the Lord, your God, for he is gracious and merciful. He is slow to anger. And of great kindness. He is of great kindness. He's not just a little kind. He's greatly kind. And he relents from doing harm. 
Psalm 63. Oh God, you are my God. Early will I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh longs for you as in a dry and a thirsty land where there is no water. So I have looked for you in the sanctuary to see your power and your glory because your loving kindness is better than life. My lips shall praise you. God's loving kindness is better than life. God's loving kindness, the kindness of God, is better than life. Do we think about God's kindness like this? Have we thought about God's kindness? Have we thought about his goodness? We're going to look at this in a minute. Goodness, kindness, his compassion. It's better than the life that we live. It's better. There is joy forevermore at God's right hand. Your loving kindness is better than life. Early will I seek you. Listen, the, the pleasures of God are, are, listen, just one moment in the pleasures, in the, in the presence of God. I'd rather spend one day in the presence of God than a thousand days anywhere else. Than a thousand years anywhere else. Taste and see that the Lord is good. This isn't like a, a try God thing. This is a taste and see because once you've tasted, once you've tasted, you're, it's done. I know it. I've been there. We've done. We've all been there. Once you taste of the presence of God, you can't help but want more. You can't. It, it's it's ten times as addictive as cocaine. And I've never been addicted to cocaine. I've never even tried it. I have no idea. I'm telling you, once you've tasted the presence of God, you just, you just, this is why I want to worship. Oh, God, my God, early will I seek you. Early will I seek you. What happened to my slide? There we go. Early will I seek you. My, my soul thirsts for you. My flesh longs for you as in a dry and a thirsty land where there is no water. So I have looked for you in the sanctuary to behold your power and your glory. My lips shall sing your praise. There's just nothing that I'd rather do than worship God. When we worship God, the Bible tells us that God is enthroned on the praises of, our on the praises of his people. And so as we worship God, God is enthroned in the midst of us. As we worship God, God's presence comes in the midst of us. God inhabits the praises of his people. And so if we're worshiping, if we're worshiping, if we're praising God, then God has got to come into that place to inhabit the praises. And so suddenly, and when we begin to praise, God enters the room. He can't not be there. you got to understand, Grandma Jack. I was really warm from worship. Praise God. You know, I know, I know why God had God had me um, running, or has me running, I should say. It's because I need that stamina so that after I worship, I can still get up and preach and not be out of breath. Praise God. <laughs> God inhabits the praises of His people, and so as we worship, the presence of God fills the room. And so, as we corporately come together and worship. The presence of God fills the room corporately. And so, come on, worship him. Worship him with your whole heart. The rest of Psalm 63, uh, it goes on, but I'm just going to read a couple more verses there. Thus I will bless you while I live. I will lift up my hands in your name. 
My soul shall be satisfied as with marrow and fatness. Have you ever been satisfied with fatness? Come on, God wants some fat Christians. <laughs> Spiritually fat. And my mouth shall praise you with joyful lips. Romans 2, verse 4, it says, uh, Or do you despise the riches of his goodness, forbearance, and long-suffering? Let me, let me go back for one second. Psalm, we're talking about Psalms. King David, right? Let me, uh, let me back up one second. God is kind. I'm going to back up one more slide. God is kind. Right? And so we have to understand that God's kindness isn't separated from anything else about who he is. Where's my where's my knowledge of the holy people? There's the leader. A couple of the there we go. There we go. Knowledge of the holy, right? And so if if there's an attribute of God that he's kind, it doesn't negate any other attribute of God. And there's certain attributes of God, watch this. There's certain attributes of God that because we know that there's a certain attribute of God, it means that he's that way with everything else. And so, I'll explain. So one of the attributes of God is that God is infinite. Right? We know this from the Bible. And so, because God is infinite, his kindness is infinite. God is immutable. It means he's never changed. He doesn't change. He's unchanging. That's what immutable means. God is immutable. And so because God is immutable, because God is never changing, his kindness is never changing. His, God is eternal. He, he has always been and he will always be. And so because God has always been and he will always be, his kindness has always been and his kindness will always be. He doesn't change. And, it, and it's never-ending. We know these things about God. Listen, I'm here. I'm going to put in a plug for the small group, young ladies. It's a young women's small group. Knowledge of the Holy. If you are not, in the, if you can't go to a small group, pick up the book. This book is phenomenal. But there's just certain things that we need to know about God. But we have to think rightly about God. Because if we don't understand God, then it, it's just not, nothing's going to make sense. If we don't think of God right, it opens the door for a thousand lesser sins, he says. He's right. We need to know God. We need to know who he is. The self-existence and self-sufficiency of God. God's not kind. God's not kind because we deserve him to be kind to us. He's kind because it's who he is. He's self-existent. It's all in him. He's self-sufficient. It's all in him. His kindness is just, it's just him. And that's just the way he is. We don't earn it. Glad I went back. Alright. I want to I want to stop right here. I want to, I want to speak about David for a moment. David was kind to Saul. Saul wasn't kind to David. I, I bring it up here because David David wrote Psalms, right? And he probably wrote this song. Saul was anything but kind to David. He had 3,000 men, warriors, secret service agents, top 
Navy SEAL guys go after David and hunt him down like a like a deer. Go find him and kill him. Three thousand of them. This is what Saul did to David. And so David ran for his life. And David refused to not be kind to Saul or to be angry at Saul or to try to hurt Saul. He chose rather to be kind. As a matter of fact, when Saul came into the cave where David was and he, Saul didn't know that David was there and David cuts off a corner of his garment, can you imagine? Somebody pulls on my coat and cuts a piece off and I don't even know it. And David did that. And afterwards it says that he regretted cutting off the corner of his garment. Because he knew it wasn't kind. <laughs> and we can't be kind on Facebook. <laughs> Romans 2 4. Are you being hunted? Romans 2 4. Let's go. Romans 2 4. Or do you despise the riches, riches of his goodness, of God's goodness, his forbearance, his long suffering? Not knowing that it's the goodness of God that leads you to repentance. It's the goodness of God that leads you to repentance. It's God's kindness. Kindness, goodness. We can use those words interchangeably to give you a It's the kindness of God. It's the goodness of God that leads men to repentance. Repentance, although necessary, is not meritorious. Repentance, although it's very necessary for you, isn't meritorious for you. It means it doesn't earn you anything. We need to be re we need to repent so that we can go to heaven. But you don't get any credit for it. You get no credit. How much credit is built in my account? It's the Spirit of God, it's, it's the Spirit of God that convicts men, that leads them to repentance. It's the goodness of God that leads them to repentance. It's the goodness of God. It's, it's God. And then it's Jesus, God, who died upon the cross to make a way for us to go to heaven. And so it's still God. And we still didn't earn anything. And it's ours, and God loves to give it, and it's it's grace. It's the free gift. But we didn't earn anything. God's not kind because we did anything to, be, to deserve kindness. Matter of fact, if anything, we probably don't deserve kindness. But God doesn't operate because of who we are. God operates because of who he is. God's kind because that's who he is. And God's not going to stop being who he is just because we mess up. And so if we endeavor to be like God, then we should be kind and we shouldn't not be kind just because somebody else wasn't kind. Because that's not the way God works. That's not the way God treated us. And so this is where he says, do unto others as, I, as I've done unto you. Love one another the same way that I have loved you. This is how God loves Micah 6 8 says this. It says, He has shown you, O oh man, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you? But to do justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. 
That's cool. Where's kindness? Let's look at it in the Amplified. So if we were actually to look at this in the NASB, the word mercy is actually translated um, kindness. And actually, if you look at it in the Young's living, the Young's literal translation, the Young's literal, literal, literal translation is a little harder to read, but a lot of times it actually has the word for word literal translation. They, they more accurately go back to what the words actually mean. And so for that reason, a lot of times it's a little bit more difficult to read, but I always like to look back at that just because it's like literal. And so here's the, here's the Amplified, and it says, He has told you, O man, what is good. And what does the Lord require to you except to be just and to love and diligently practice kindness or compassion? Well, that's interesting. If we interchange kindness with compassion, this opens up a whole new, a whole new realm of what it means to be kind, right? It says that Jesus, when the multitudes came, Jesus had compassion on them. And he healed them. Jesus was on his way up the mountain. He was looking to go be by himself. And the crowd found him before he could get there. And it says that Jesus had compassion on them. And he stopped and he healed them and he ministered to them. There was a few thousand. I'm sure that took a couple hours. He healed them all. Many times it says Jesus laid his hands on them all. We know how long it takes for 100, 200. How long does it take for 1,000? except to be just, to love and to diligently practice, not just when you feel like it. Be kind every now and then. Be kind when you're feeling it. Be kind, no, just be kind always. Diligently practice kindness. Don't just think it. Don't just think it. I can think kind thoughts. Practice kindness. Do kind acts. Acts of kindness. Practice this. And walk humbly with your God, setting aside any overblown sense of importance and self-righteousness. I love the Amplified sometimes. This is great. Setting aside any overblown sense of self-importance or self-righteousness. This is really a great definition of, of being humble. If we're going to continue to walk in the deeper things of God and in deeper and higher levels of faith, then we're going to continue to need to be humble. We're going to continue to need to uh, set aside any overblown sense of importance or self-righteousness. Because God resists the proud but gives grace to the humble. If we allow pride to build up in our life, then God will resist us, and who of us could fight God? All of us couldn't fight God. The whole world, 7 billion people, couldn't fight God. God resists the proud. So if God is resisting me, I don't stand a chance. But he gives grace. He gives unmerited favor and continued blessing to the humble. It is so important that we set aside any sense of self-importance self-righteousness. At the end of self, God is waiting for us every single time. When we are in a situation 
And as soon as it seems, a lot of times, you know, as soon as we can get over the selfishness, my side of the argument, as soon as we can get over self, God's there. We may not get the answer that we want. We may not get the answer that we think we deserve. But when selfishness ends, God shows up. I think of uh, I think of the words of John F. Kennedy, right? We seek not the Republican answer or the Democratic answer, but we seek the right answer. I think of I think of the words of Abraham Lincoln. I do not seek to be on, uh, I do not wish that God were on our side or on their side, referring to the North and the South. I do not seek, wish that God were on our side or on their side, but rather that I were on God's side. It's not about sides, guys. It's not about sides. It's not about left and right. It's not about up and down. It's about Jesus. It's about what is right, what is true. It's about God. I seek always to be with God, whatever that means. And sometimes we've got to search that out. Sometimes we've got to lay aside self so that we can come to what God is doing. What is God doing? What is all of this about? I'm not exactly sure. I haven't figured it all out yet. But he's up to something. He's up to something in this day and this hour that we've never seen before. There's about to so there's a there's a shift coming, guys. And so be ready. And so tune your ear. Listen, I'm tuning my ear. Every day I'm getting quiet. Literally. I can't tell you the number the amount of time that I spent just listening because I need to know, God, what's up? God, what's the next step? We need to tune our ear. We need to get our own. Oh, there's just things in our life that there's things in my life that maybe I have to get above that I'm not happy about. Jesus. You know, we were talking about this in small group. And so the greatest thing that we will ever do is be in the presence of God. Right? And so, if we were honest with ourselves, the one thing that we always want to do is we want to go back and be in the presence of God again. How many of you have ever been in the presence of God? It was amazing. It was wonderful. It was beyond your most wildest expectations, right? All of us. And so, what happens when we get a couple of hours at the end of the night where we're not doing anything? We're like, ah, oh, I'm just going to click on the TV. I'm going to watch Hallmark Channel. I'm going to watch football. I'm going to watch fill in the blank. I'm just going to go and do. A thousand million side items that distract us. Anything. Hunting, wood carving, fishing. All, it's, it's all good stuff. Don't get me wrong. It's all good stuff. But I'm not saying you shouldn't be doing any of that. I, I, I spend time in the woods, you know, hiking and all of this stuff. What about the presence of God? See, the enemy just wants, us to, wants to distract us. If he can't stop us, at least he'll distract us. If he can't stop us, at least he'll distract us. If, if, if stopping us doesn't work, and it won't work, can't work in my life, 
him, he's just trying to distract. What can I do to, to distract him for five minutes so that he's not praying? For five minutes so he's not worshiping. For five minutes so that he's not in the presence of God, getting more power. How many of you lost your power this week? Come on, put them up high so I can see. I'll give yeah, a bunch of us. A bunch of us lost the power this week. How was it when you lost your power? It was not nice. It was cold, it was dark, and like candles. We didn't lose power. We just happened to live in that little spot. We have trees down here. See, when we're connected to God, power flows. And every good thing happens in our life. Every good thing flows into our life. And our, our challenge is to maintain the connection. And what happens is if we maintain the correction properly, the power of God fills us and then it'll flow through us. But what happens is too often we're like, I want to watch that football game. I lost my connection. Now you can watch the football game and maintain a connection. That's not all I'm saying. Just saying, like, how much time do we spend maintaining our connection to Jesus? Let love be without hypocrisy. Abhor what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be kindly affectionate. There's loving kindness again. They just worded differently. They flipped the words around. Kindly affectionate rather than loving kindness. Be kindly affectionate to one another in brotherly love, in honor, giving preference to one another, not lagging behind in diligence. Fervent in spirit. Come on, where's your passion? Serving the Lord. Jesus. Kindly affectionate. Be kindly affectionate to one another. Listen, just go out of your way to do something kind. It's real simple, and I know you guys know how to do it. And we can't wait for anybody else to do it. Don't wait for anybody else to be kind to start being kind. Just go and start being kind. Just start and just don't stop. This is the lifestyle that we've been called to, to be kind. Give honor to one another. They don't deserve for me to be kind. No, and neither do you. You don't deserve kindness. Bill doesn't deserve for me to go over and clean his house. Do you know how lazy he's been? This isn't about Bill deserving for you to clean his house. It's about the fact that God gave you the idea to go and clean Bill's house, and now you get to choose whether or not you're going to obey the voice of God and go and do what God said. I can come up with a thousand reasons why I'm not going to go and clean Bill's house. I don't have time. He's a slob. It's going to get clean. He's going to dirty it again. He doesn't deserve it. The list of why he doesn't deserve it is long. But there's only one reason why I need to be kind and need to go and clean God's house, Bill's house because God said so. Done. Let's make a list. Let's make a comparative list. Right? The long list over here of why he doesn't deserve it. Long. It's a long list. And we've only got one reason over here. Yep, we're going to do it. We did the side-by-side comparison. There's a whole lot more of why he doesn't deserve it than why he does. Doesn't matter. We're not doing it because he deserves it. And even honestly, the one side, the one thing that goes on the one side of why we're going to do it isn't that he deserves it. It's just why we're going to do it. We're going to do it because God said it. 
in honor giving preference to one another. I said this last week. A culture of honor celebrates who a person is without stumbling over who they're not. Culture of honor celebrates who a person is without stumbling over who they're not. I'm not a lot of things. But what, what, what am I? And, and we'll talk about this next week. Who am I? Who am I? I'm a nobody. I'm but a voice in the wilderness crying out, make straight the way of the Lord. But what's God doing in my life? Well, it's clear. I mean, there's certain things that are obvious. And so if you want to receive the blessings that are flowing through my life, because I'm, I'm giving them out as fast as God's given it to me. I, I, if I've learned one thing, it's that the faster I can give it out, the faster God fills me. And I'm wondering, I'm just wondering, how fast can we go? <laughs> right? I, I hold this hand back up here. You guys know that's the connection. And I'm holding this hand out here because it's flowing through me. How fast can we go? I'm going to bring in some wires next week. You see this little wire? I'm not going to pull it out because that would ruin something. <laughs> this is a small wire. Right? And electricity can only flow through this wire so fast. You can only get a certain amount of electricity through this wire at a certain speed or else you're going to burn it up. How many of you have ever burnt up weeds at Christmas time? Am I the only one that overloads circuits? <laughs> Come on, our house is lit up like, like the airport. <laughs> Put lights around the top, around the middle, up and down the peaks, on the trees, on every bush, around the logs, around the poles, around, around the, the posts, around the fence. <laughs> All in the, the middle of the lawn where there's nothing. You guys don't put out lights for <laughs> Christmas? I put them on my car. And you pull the lead out to put it away at the end, and it's brown. You <laughs> overloaded it. Burned it up. But a thicker cable... That's right. Can't very high. A thicker cable can carry more power. More anchorage. Until we get, like, if we were to pull down one of the main cables, maybe I'll bring one in next week. I don't even know if it'll fly, but I'll bring it in anyway. <laughs> you guys know this in your house, right? You've got 110, a little 110 outlets, and then for your dryer, if, you're, if you've got an electric dryer, it's 220. That's carrying a lot more power. Listen, if you mess up with the 110, oh, that hurts. How many of you have done that? Right? If you mess up with the 220, we might have to call an ambulance. We might have to call Pastor Tom and have, have to do a funeral. <laughs> Or 240. I'm a, I'm a delegating kind of, kind of guy. <laughs> if you're messing around with this, the feed from, from the pot where it comes into the box, oh dear Lord. <laughs> Pastor C is going to have to do that one. <laughs> Different levels of flow. How high, how much can how much can we get? Listen, the stuff in your house is tiny. The stuff in your house is tiny. Uh, we, I have an electrician guy that I hire. We hire for different jobs. And he actually was hired to put in some of the electrical um, components feeding the new tech plant up in Malta. And he said the, the, the amount of electricity that they're working with is just... I, I, I can't remember what he said, but it's just dumb. Like these high power, the power lines that you see lining up out here, if you were to even get close to them, you feel the electricity. You don't even have to touch the line. These linemen, God bless them. Thank you, Jesus. Y'all lost your power this week? See? 
Who's the generator? I love this. We all know this. Love is love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. Well, let's read it out of the Passion Translation. Love this. Love is large and incredibly patient. <laughs> not just patient. It's incredibly patient. <laughs> we need to be incredibly patient. Love is gentle, gentle and consistently kind. It's just kind and it just keeps being kind and it never stops being kind. God is kind. Let's stop. Let's jump back to God for a moment. God is kind. God is just. God doesn't stop being kind in order to be just. He's kind and just at the same time. His justice is a form of his kindness. They all work together. Nothing stops ever. He's just and kind and loving and gracious and merciful all at the same time, always. So should it be with us. Generous and kind and considerate and compassionate all at the same time, always. And just, always. How does that work? Exactly. By faith. By faith. By faith. And I mean, there's a whole lot more to it than that. We work this out week by week. Be kind. Father, in the name of Jesus. Come on. Father, in the name of Jesus. God, we ask that you would just help us to be kind. God, I pray that we would understand your kindness in a deeper dimension than we've ever understood before. God, I pray that this week that we would discover wonderful things in your word about your kindness. And that in discovering who you are and how kind you are, that we would in turn be kind to others. And God, that we wouldn't be kind to others because they deserve it, because we all know that we don't deserve anything. But God, it's you. It's you, God. It's just because of who you are. And God, help us to be the same way that we would be kind because it's you in us. It's not even me that has to be kind. It's you in me that, that's desiring to be kind. God, flow through me. Flow through me. Let your kindness flow through me. Let your kindness flow through me. Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Matt, can I pray for you? <coughs> Father, in the name of Jesus, God, we pray for healing in this body. God, we curse diabetes, and we, we say that it has to go. God, we pray for healing to flow through this body. God, we pray that his sugar levels would, uh, his, his sugar numbers, I don't know how it works, that those numbers would come down, that they would come into alignment, that the A1C number would be perfect. God, that he would not uh, even need insulin at, any longer, God. Father, we pray for a healing to flow in this body, for that pancreas to work perfectly, God. Healing flow through this body in Jesus' name. Healing flow through this body in Jesus' name. Healing flow through this body in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Nobody, I want to pray for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, stretch your hands toward you. Father, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, 
God, we just pray right now for the healing power of God to flow through her body. God, heal every pain. God, heal every ache. God, heal her feet, heal her legs, heal her knees. God, give her strength, strength in her body, healing to flow in Jesus' name. Healing to flow right now. We command healing into this body right now. Strength into these bones right now in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Glory to God. Glory to God. Hey, listen, don't miss next week. Call your friends. Get them out here. Make us have to have two services. I'm just telling <laughs> Yeah. Make us have to have two services. We'll do this twice. <laughs> Fill the room. Fill it again. Next week's going to be good. We're going to receive the offering. Amen. Come on, Audrey.